Hey guys, welcome to Caden's World. Today we are going to be doing our first scary story. Donald and Sarah went to the movies. They went for a ride in Donald's car. They parked upon the parked up on a hill at the edge of the town. From there they could see lights up and down the valley. Donald turned on the radio and found some music, but an announcer broke with a news bulletin. The, a murderer has escaped from prison. He was armed with a knife and had itself on foot. His left hand was missing. In its place was war hook. Let's roll up the windows and lock the doors, Sarah. Sarah that's a good idea, said Donald. The pr- that prison isn't too far away said Saria. Maybe we should go back home. But it's only ten o'clock, said Donald. I don't care what time it is, she said. I want to go back home. Look, Sarah, said Donald. He's not going to climb all the way up here. Where would he do that, even if he did? All the doors are locked. How could he get in? Donald, he could take the hook and break through the window and open the door. She said, I am scared. I want to go home. Donald was annoying, annoyed. Girls are always afraid of something, he said. As he started the car, Sarah thought she heard someone or something scratching at her door. Did you hear that? She asked as they whirred away. It sounded like someone was trying to get in. Oh, sure, said Donald. Soon they got to her house. Would you like to come in and have some cocoa? She asked. No. I've got to go home. He went to the other side of the car and let her out. Hanging on the door handle was a hook. The next one we are going to be reading is called The Evening or The White Satan Evening Gown. A young man invited a young woman to a formal dance, but she was very poor and she could not afford to buy an evening gown. She would need did for such occasion. Maybe you can rent a dress, her mother said. So they went to the pawn shop not far away where, from where she lived. There they found a white Satan evening gown in her size. She looked lovely in it and was able to rent it for very little. When she arrived at the dance with her friend, she was so attractive, everyone wanted to meet her. She danced and danced and danced and was having a wonderful time. But then she began to feel dizzy and faint, and she asked her friend to take her home. I think I have danced too much, she told him. And when she got home, she laid down on her bed. The next morning, her mother found that her daughter had died. The doctor did not understand what had caused her death, so we had to perform a coroner perform an autopsy. The coroner found that she had been poisoned by a bombing fluid. It has stopped her blood from flowing. There were straight traces of fluid on her dress. He decided it had entered her skin while she was perspired while she was dancing. The pawn broke, 
broker said he had bought it from an undertaker's helper. It had been used in a funeral for another young woman, and the helper had stolen it just before it was buried. The next one is called High Beams. The girl was driving an old sedine was a the girl driving the blue old blue sedine was a senior at the high school. She lived on a farm about eight miles away and used that car to drive back and forth. She had driven into town that night to see a basketball game. Now she was on her way home. As she pulled away from the school she noticed a red pickup truck following her out of the parking lot. A few minutes later, the truck was still behind her. I guess we're going in the same direction, she thought. She began to watch as the truck in her mirror. When she, speed, er, cha- when she changed her speed, the driver of the truck changed his speed. When he, she passed the car, so did he. When he turned on, and then he turned on his high beams, flooding her car with light. He left him on om- for almost a minute. He probably wants me to pass, she thought, but she was becoming uneasy. She drove home on the back road. Not too many people went that way, but when she turned on that road, so did the truck. I've got to get from him, she thought, and she began to drive a little bit faster. Then he turned his high beams on again. After a minute, he turned them off. Then he turned them on and off again. And again, she drove fa- even faster, but the truck driver stayed right behind her. Then he had turned on his high beams on again. Once more, his car was ablaze with light. Her car was ablaze with light. What is he doing? She wondered. What does he want? Then he turned him off again, but a minute later he had turned him on and left him on. As she pulled into her driveway and the truck pulled in right behind her, she jumped from the car, ran into the house, called the police. She screamed at her father. Out in the driveway, she could see the driver of the truck. He had a gun in his hand. When the police arrived, they started to arrest him, but he pointed to the girl's car. You don't want me. You want him. Crouched with a knife behind the driver's seat, there was a man with a knife. As the driver explained it, the man had slipped into the girl's car just before she left the school. He saw it happen, but there was no way he could stop it. He thought about getting the police, but he was too afraid to leave her. So he followed her car. Each time, the man in the back seat reached over, up, overpowered her. The, the driver of the car turned on his high beams. The man dropped down, afraid someone might see him. The next one is called The Babysitter. It was nine o'clock in the evening. Everyone was sitting around the couch in front of the TV. There was Richard, Brian, Jenny, and Doreen. The babysitter and the babysitter. The telephone rang. Maybe it's your mother, said Doreen. She picked up the phone, but before she could say a word, a man laughed hysterically and hung up. Who was it? Asked Richard. Some nut. 
said Doreen. What did I miss? At 9.30, the telephone rang again. Doreen answered it again. It was the man who had called her before. I'll be there soon, he said. And he laughed and hung up. Who was it? The children asked. Some crazy person, she said. About 10 o'clock, the telephone rang again. Jenny got it to it first. Hello, she said. It was the same man. One more hour, he said. And laughed and hung up. And he laughed and hung up. He said, one more hour. What did he mean? Asked Jenny. Don't worry, said Doreen. He's probably fooling someone around. Fooling around. I'm scared, said Jenny. About 10.30, the telephone rang once more. And when Doreen picked it up, the man said, pretty soon now. And he laughed. Why are you doing this? Doreen screamed. And he hung up. Was it that guy again? Asked Brian. Yes, said Doreen. I'm going to call the operator and complain. The operator told her to call back if it happened again. And she would try and trace the call. At 11 o'clock, the telephone rang again. Doreen answered it. Very soon now, the man said. And he hung up. He laughed and hung up. Doreen called the operator once more. She called back. Uh, Almost at one more she called back that person is calling from the telephone upstairs she said you better leave i'll get the police just as the door opened a man they had never seen started down the stairs towards them they ran from the house he was smiling a very strange way a few minutes later the police found him there and arrested him the next one is called the viper a widow lived alone on the top floor of an apartment of her house. One morning, her telephone rang. Hello, she said. This is the Viper, a man asked. I'm coming up. Someone's just fooling around, she thought, and hung up. A half an hour later, the telephone rang again. It was the same man. It's the Viper, he said. I'll be up soon. The window, or The widow did not know what to think. But she was getting frightened once more. The rel- the telephone rang again. Again, it was the Viper. I'm coming up now, she said. Or he said. She quickly called the police. They said they would be right over. When the dobro rang, she sighed with relief. They are here, she thought. But when she opened the window, there stood a little old man with a bucket and cloth. I am the Viper, he said. I wish to wash and wipe the windows. And that will conclude our spooky, scary stories for today. Bye.